and welcome to Run the Table. I'm your host, Bryce Tenson. Obert, how are we doing? Doing absolutely fantastic. We got fantasy some, football. I was going to say we got some Civil War talk. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was another interesting week. We finally saw some teams come back down to uh, average. Um, didn't have anybody score over 200 points this week. Uh, that was the first time that happened. Obviously, only three weeks in the season. Um, but... <laughs> 198 was the number. was the high-scoring number. Had a couple 170s, uh, one 160, I believe, a 150, and uh, a 140, and the two 120s. Mm. So we were all over the map this week in terms of scoring. Let's run you through how we stand after week three. Texas, uh, 3-0, and leads uh, leads the league. Georgia, number two, 3-0 as well. They just have fewer points scored this season. Florida at 2-1 and one is third. California at 2-1 and one as well is fourth. Louisiana, 1-2 is fifth. Alabama, 1-2 and two also uh, sixth. Ohio and Pennsylvania rounded out both at 0-3. Oh so 7-8 Ohio, Pennsylvania. Now, if you're looking at total points this season, Texas is on top. Not by much. It's only eight points uh, with 6 5 uh, Georgia with 597 so far this season. That's you, Obert. Uh, mm. Florida with 532. California with 508. Louisiana with 479. Alabama with 451. Ohio with 482. And then Pennsylvania rounding it out with 447. So you'll notice that Alabama at 451 is in the sixth spot. Ohio at 482 in the seventh spot. That was just because Alabama beat Ohio last week with 189 points. Mm. Meanwhile, they're sitting at 451. So it is what it is. Um, Texas beat, I believe it was Alabama this week. Um, Georgia beat, you beat Louisiana, Louisiana? Yes. You beat Louisiana. Florida beat Ohio. And then California beat me, Pennsylvania. Really rough week for me. I only put, I put up the least amount of points. I'm going to say it. Uh, my team sucks. Let's just get it right. My team is terrible. I, I don't know what to do at this point because... My entire draft strategy was based around okay. Pennsylvania has has a bunch of talent at different at various different positions. You can get running back, you can get some wide receiver, you can get tight end. And then my second round pick was South Carolina. Why? Because they are extremely deep at at uh, wide receiver, and you get a bunch of locks. Turns out that didn't freaking matter because all my wide receivers suck major booty. They're terrible. I don't know what to do. My I had starter starting wide receiver uh, my two spots I think I think I had an 8 point somebody was 8 points in my starting spot I yeah. think that's what it was. I, I can't. Hurts. I can't have that. My wide receivers suck. My running backs suck. Outside of Trevor Lawrence, I didn't have anybody get to 16 points. My second highest scorer was Brees Hall with 15 points. Mm. I, I don't know what to do at this point now. DeAndre Swift is going to be out a couple weeks. I am. I am the worst team. If I'm not last in your power rankings, then do? then I will. I'm going to throw my mic at you because I deserve to be last. My team is literally the worst team in this league, and, and I don't know if I'm going to win a game this year. I don't. Uh, seriously, that's that's how I feel right now. Oh my god. Err. Okay. Well, let me just come down to earth to talk about California for a quick second. Not a great week for them, um, but they had a lot of depth, so it really didn't matter all that much uh kicked my butt uh, by a good uh 25 points i think is what it was running backs are going to be okay as long as they can score touchdowns they're not going to be volume guys Mm-mm. but ezekiel Elliott and, and, and damian harris if they're able to um score touchdowns you know six points goes a long way it looks like uh both of them are going to be uh goal line backs so that helps immensely because when you look at the wide receivers i mean it's still 
week uh, week three, it's still the deepest wide receiver room. I mean, Devontae Adams hasn't played great, and he's still and Keenan Allen's out, and California is still getting great production everywhere else. So, uh, not too worried about that. Do you want to talk about your game against Louisiana? Absolutely. Um, this wasn't too close. Uh, one by 19 points. I was a slight favorite over Louisiana coming into the week. Make pretty good sense. Uh, Louisiana put up the most points week one. Least amount of points week two. And then week three, kind of just middle ground, right? Just kind of right in the middle. Average performance. Finally got a big performance out of the quarterback position. Joe Burrow with 29 points. That was big. But it has been... What is probably the theme of the year so far within fantasy football? The underwhelming performance of first-round running backs, and (laughs) it has hurt Louisiana. 12 points from Jonathan Taylor. It's killed me. It's Uh, absolutely killed me. Wasted a state and the first overall pick on him. Uh, Not wasted, but, you know, hurt there. Uh, Tight end was better this week with TJ Hawkinsox. Overall, pretty average numbers in general. Devonta Smith had the huge performance with 30 points, 14.9 from Clyde Edwards-Elair. Pretty much exactly what they were expected to go for. About 160 points. They finished with 160 points. Once again, I feel like I say this every week, ran into a buzzsaw. Uh, Team Georgia. Let's just go quickly through the numbers here. At the wide receiver position, was thought to be a weakness. Only have three wide receivers. All three of them contributed in a major way. Marquise Brown, 28 points, 14 catches, 140 yards. Breakout performance, C.D. Lamb, and that won't continue. DeAndre Hopkins is going to come back. That'll hurt me a little bit. That'll help me immensely. C.D. Lamb, 22.7 points. Everyone panicking. Sell, sell C.D. Lamb. Oh, he looked bad in week one. That means he's going to be bad the rest of the year. Calm down, people, okay? It's a long season. We have to be analytical about this. He is their number one, despite how good Noah Brown played. He's still their number one. We saw that in the Giants game. Played fantastic last night. Cooper Cup points too. Actually, didn't have a crazy game through the air. Had the one carry for the touchdown from twenty yards out. That was big. Josh Jacobs, he's reliable. I had him last year. He kind of did this. It was a lot of 14, 15 point games. You'll kind of just count on him to just be that guy. Uh, didn't have a lot of great depth, which is kind of a first. Quarterback position was a bit weak, but the you know skill position guys were just tremendous. Wide receiver was fantastic. Tight end, it seems like I'm always going to get one guy to absolutely perform. This week it was Mark Andrews with nearly yeah. 29 points, two touchdowns, eight catches, 89 yards. Um, Antonio Gibson is the workhorse for the commanders, even though... You know, he didn't doesn't go for a lot of yards. He always gets touches around the goal line. Damian Pierce finally had a breakout performance, which is what I needed. So didn't have a great, you know, uh, showing from the running backs, which I typically have so far. But um, it was good enough because the wide receivers were so fantastic and the tight end was so fantastic. It was fine. And so uh, one by 19 points. Hopefully I'll get better from the quarterback position. Second highest scoring uh, of the week. I'll take that every day of the week. It's funny that you mentioned that the first round running backs, you know, haven't really done anything this year. My entire draft strategy was only draft running backs because I I had so many locks at the Mm. wide receiver and tight end and quarterback position, or at least it wasn't a position of priority for me. It turns out that was a terrible idea, and I should have just drafted states with good wide receivers because I'm getting absolutely destroyed right now by my running backs. Like, Brees Hall has been my best running back. Mm. What are we doing? It's killing me. Um, Texas, they continue to be a menace. They got picked up another win. We're the third highest score this week, so not really keeping up with the trends of one. I guess it is one, two, three, so expect them to be the fourth highest score this week, maybe? Perhaps. Um, 
the crazy part about, I think they put up 175 points. The crazy part about this week was their wide receivers didn't have a great week. So the running backs picked up the slack. They have fantastic yep. running back uh, performances from Saquon. He gave 22 points. James Robinson gave 20 points. Uh, so it was the exact opposite of last week. And if he can get that, I mean, it's crazy. His tight ends are bad. Oh, yeah. Tight ends are terrible. Oh, 5.3 yeah. points for a starting tight end. Cole Komet. Yeah, it's tough. And, and and it's Albert Agobigmike, the, the mm-hmm. Broncos tight end, who you're talking about two of the worst offenses in football right now. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to utilize their tight ends. Um, so so just they're that's, not, go for a lot of yards. That's not going to help. And so you've got to hope that they get touchdowns. But their yeah. wide receiver depth is crazy. I was looking at their wide receivers again. I was like, "How is this, this? They have so much wide receiver depth." And I came into the I came into the season. I was like, "Oh no, right, write them off. Their wide receivers aren't that good. They're average, but it's not it's not going to be anything." I was wrong. I was so wrong. I mean, they just have about four, probably five players who are just completely undervalued by everyone. Yeah, everyone. I would say Jalen Waddle, Garrett Wilson, uh, Christian Kirk. Yep. Um, Saquon Barkley, Jalen Hurts, and even James Robinson, that's six guys, yeah. have all been or were all undervalued and have made tremendous impact for him all the way throughout the season. Yeah, uh, it's just... Uh, they, and you'll never, ever, ever see anything like that. Six guys on your and, team. And they're going to be... Per, and Texas is set up for success at the quarterback position. It's Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. Mm. Like that, that, th- those two quarterbacks are going to be some of the highest scoring quarterbacks, fantasy-wise, this season. Um, running back... Wise, I don't know if this is a consistent. It might be. This just might be what happens. Like they might just James get this. Robinson. That'll be interesting. But he he's been a focal point of that offense in terms of um, how much he's carried the touches, ball. But it's going to be an issue. He's he's just not going to get hardly any receptions out of him. And that's so okay. We'll yeah, it, he he might not. He needs to score. He'll need yeah. to score for 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 him to really put up points. But he's going to give you eight points on the ground a week. I would say. Yep. Um. So there's that. Saquon looks, I, he looks like the Saquon of old, so that's huge uh, for Texas. Alabama somehow is better than me. I don't, I don't get it. Like, I was looking at the roster. I'm like, how is this team better than me? How? I don't get, I, I cannot fathom that the, the guys that Ohio or Alabama has are better than the guys that I have. I can't, I can't physically. I can't. Josh Allen is going to continue to carry the team. I say it every week. He is the only player on that team that is going to be uh, reliable uh, throughout this season. Uh, you're just going to be throwing darts at, at the dartboard the rest of the time. Uh, but I was like, like, look at their team. Go through the What is that team? It's terrible. Uh, beyond the top five or six guys, I mean, there's just absolutely nobody. Uh, the flex positions include um, Irv Smith as a starting tight end, by the way. <laughs> Rashad Bateman, Nico Collins, George Pickens, and J.D. McKissick are all in the flex spots. Obviously, Tyreek and Jerry Judy didn't have good games, but it's ugly. Just zero depth <laughs> within that team. Um, Florida had a complete explosion of points, 198 points, the high score of the week. Wasn't close. I, I knew they had this kind of potential to do this. It's just about seeing it. The first couple weeks, they were fine. It's mm. not like it's not like they blew anybody out of the water, and then yeah. they come with an 100, nearly 200 bomb. Lamar Jackson with 48 points. He is going to be a fantasy cheat code for how many times he scores this year. Uh, unbelievable performance by him. Now, Devin Singletary isn't going to have a 20-point performance again. Uh, he caught nine passes. Yeah. Uh, if if the only way for him to do it is to be involved in the passing game, and he might be because they can't run the ball. Um, so you're going to need to rely on him to score and catch a lot of passes. I wouldn't expect 20 because he had 24 points like 24.8 points this week i mm. wouldn't expect that going forward 
welcome Kyle Pitts. He had 13 point three or four points. I think they targeted the Falcons actually targeted him this week. He went for 78 yards. Um, that is that is going to be huge for Florida going forward because the tight end really was the one weakness. It was like Kyle Pitts was the only he was the starter week in week out and he wouldn't do anything. Yeah. And so and so get it, being able to have him another, you know, double digit point total is going to be huge for Florida going forward as they uh, try to compete with Georgia and Texas at the top. Ohio uh, they had another rough week. It was like it was like they weren't a terrible team. They were the, I still think the third lowest scorer. Uh, so it's not great, but they Average. weren't they weren't terrible and you know, you just go up against the highest scorer. The team has some solid pieces. I, I just don't know how reliable they'll be. You saw Travis Kelsey drop two Game tying or game winning touchdown passes, uh, which he had an uncharacteristically bad game, still put up like 16 points. Um, their QB situation is very rough. Uh, they're three, three quarterbacks Tua, Tom Brady, and Russ. Uh, it's, it's not good. Uh, definitely the worst quarterback situation in the league outside of myself, I would say. Yeah. Um, but at least I have Trevor Lawrence I can count on. Mm. Like, I. You might be able to count on Tua. You might be yes, able to. You should be able to count on Tua. You might be able to count on That's Tua. That's the toughest to play all, all Well, game. against the Patriots, it's not like he put up a ton of points either. Yeah, I mean, he put up 13 points. It's not great, but, like, that's what I had. You know what I mean? 16 against the Patriots. Yeah, but, yeah, but you're... bad. But that was insane because your quarterbacks are Kyler Murray... Who are your Carson Wentz? Um, yeah, and, and I... Oh, my gosh, who is it? Who's your other quarterback? Goodness gracious, I can't believe quarterback. it. Is it Matt Stafford? Nope. Um, I'll have to look at it. I don't remember. Oh, uh, Obert. Come on now. I realized that I just dra- I drafted Deshaun Watson just so I can n- not be a poverty team the last two weeks of the regular season. Yeah, that might have been a bad... Oh, Justin Fields, that's right. <laughs> Yikes. Um, yeah, so that's, that's a realization I've come to. I thought I was going to be competing for the playoffs, and I thought... Hey, that's a good that's a good move for Investment. when it comes because I think playoffs start week fifteen and play. No, it might be week sixteen. We do sixteen seventeen. Um, so if I I'll get I'll get thirteen fourteen and fifteen from Deshaun Watson if I don't make the playoffs. I get three weeks, yep. <laughs> three weeks from him. Uh, it probably wasn't the best pick, um, but it was either. Literally, it was him or Kenny Pickett. Mm. And I felt more confident about Deshaun. Ah, uh, who knows. Um, the wide receivers are really solid for Ohio. They're not great overpowering wide receivers, but you look at Olave, McLaurin, T. Higgins, Michael Thomas, Alec Pierce is starting to get more involved in the Colts offense. That is a really solid group of wide receivers. Like I said, it's not going to be like an overpowering group like like a Texas or an Ellis or not a Louisiana when they actually show up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's going to be it's going to be you know twelve to sixteen points a week from all of those guys. You could really rely on that. I could really use the running backs to step up. J.K. Dobbins, Alvin Kamara haven't done anything this year. Yeah. Uh, I think it was J.K.'s first game, though, so maybe maybe just you know let him get back into the groove of things. But obviously, Alvin Kamara has done absolutely nothing. So he could use his running backs to step up. That's why he drafted Tennessee. I know it's why he gets. It's why I would have drafted Tennessee. It's because of the running backs. So you ready? Rankings. Power yep. rankings time. My eighth best team, Alabama. Um, I might have had it flipped uh, last week um, between Alabama and Ohio. You did. You, you want to be last. Not going to happen. I'm going to throw my yet. mic at you. Um, you wouldn't dare. Um, I, I still have Alabama expensive. last despite picking up a win over Ohio. 
I just think this is just a sign of what's to come. The 129 points looks ugly. I mean, they put up 129 buys. points at before buys, and you know, I mean, they got 18 and 16 out of Lockett and Thielen. That's probably the most you're going to get out of those boys all year. 16 out of Melvin Gordon. It's like it's not like you completely you know underachieved. Like no, like a lot of guys went above their projected point total. You still put up the least amount of points of anybody except for you. Seven, I have Alabama. Wait, um, you already said Alabama. Or, uh, sorry, Ohio. Good God. Um, 149.74 points. Uh, just all in all, not great. I think, you know, maybe a little bit better than what we thought at the beginning of the season. But there are still some, some serious concerns. Like Alvin Kamara really hasn't turned it on. Saints offense in general is terrible, which isn't good for Michael Thomas or Alvin Kamara. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, he's getting back into the swing of things, but with the amount they're throwing and yeah. running it with Lamar Jackson, you got to wonder how much production he's going to have. Um, like you said, quarterback's kind of weird, especially with Russell Wilson now being as poverty as he looks. Uh, that position isn't going to be as overpowered as we thought. Uh, Tony Pollard, he's kind of underwhelmed me at the very least. Uh, still had like eight yards of carry or something crazy against the Giants, but uh, not really used in the passing game as much as I thought he would be. No. Um, but other than that, it's a fairly consistent team. Just zero potential. Yeah. I mean, that's that's as, as frank as I can make it. Six Pennsylvania. You want to be last? Still not going to quite happen. I'll give you I'm working a my way down. of reasons why you're not last. I thought I would have to argue the other way around. I'm not going to, um, but... You thought you were going to have to. I, yeah, I thought you might be like, what? I should still no, be fine. I, I'm literally, my team is putting up the least amount of points on a weekly basis. Not all, all right, all right. This is why you should not be in the top five, despite the preseason expectations. Not only is the first round running back slippage hurting you, but you're also drafted a few guys, and it three, is, by the way, it's, it's it's hurting you more than probably any other three running backs. You had three first yeah, round running three backs. Three first round running backs. All of them have disappointed. Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, and DeAndre Swift went for a combined, I don't know, thirty three points. It's eleven points per. Um, that hurts. That really hurts. And just a few guys that have just completely disappointed. I'll rattle them off. DJ Moore. A lot. No fault of their own, but they have disappointed. Allen Robinson, DJ Moore, uh, Miles Sanders maybe even, Mike Williams, definitely Hunter Renfro, and maybe even Debo Samuel. Yep. I mean, he was projected to go for 17 last week. He goes for 12.9. So uh, I don't know. Uh, you've, I, don't, I don't know if you've had one player that has gone above what you would have expected no, of them. No, the it, it literally. I really don't think so. It, it, it might be Trevor Lawrence from one week, from this past week. I the caveat on why you're not no. lower despite putting up the lowest points. You're getting, you're going to have a lot, a lot more production that should help and, you know, uh, help you out a little bit. Like last week, you had four guys on your bench spots just completely not play. I mean, you're never going to have that again. Um, Deshaun Watson, obviously, is going to be suspended until week 11. DeAndre Hopkins is coming back. Chris Godwin should be back at some point. Hunter Renfro shouldn't be out too long. So, yes, it is panic time. But at the same time, the world isn't, or the sky isn't falling just yet. You still have a couple aces in the hole on the bench that are out for right now that should come back later. Quarterback did look a little bit better this week. That's an encouraging sign. The only problem is it's it's so I'm relying so heavily on Trevor Lawrence at this point because Matt Ryan is is a bottom five quarterback in the NFL right now. <laughs> uh, my top five. I've got a pretty big gap between five and six yep, right now. As you should. Uh, Florida at five. This was a really tough spot. I was thinking four, four or five. 
the amount of points they put up this week. It was really impressive, 198 points. Like I said, really impressive number, 48 from Lamar. That looks like that will happen every single week. Derrick Henry's starting to turn things around. If there has been one running back that hasn't been a complete disappointment, it has <laughs> been Derrick Henry. Um, 25 points against the Raiders. Uh, Amari Cooper looks like he's going to be a huge focal point in the Browns offense. That was a good pick. Um, Devin Singletary, that won't be sustainable, uh, but still good points. Stephon Diggs had an off game, still went for 14.4. Dalvin Cook, 13.6. You'll expect probably more of him going forward. You still put up 198. It's a really solid team. Whoever wins this game going forward is going to be the team. Um, it's Louisiana or Florida. I have Louisiana at four. Whoever wins that game will go up, obviously, and whoever loses will go down. It's as simple as that. Um, so Louisiana, still I'm at four. Didn't have a great week, kind of just okay. Uh, still weird. This team has so much potential. Yeah. You expect the Bengals offense to, to be figure it out at some yeah, point. I mean, I just can't you just can't go this long without the Bengals offense, you know, taking a giant leap forward. Joe Burrow was much better this week, but Jamar Chase kind of underachieved a little bit. He had the fumble. Uh that probably won't keep happening. Um, you'll hope Travis ETN gets a couple of touchdowns. He's going to be used in the pass game. Question is can he get across the goal line? I think probably. Um, it's still a really talented team. It's just going to be putting all the pieces together. Uh, Justin Jefferson looked terrible. That will never happen again the rest of the season. Only four points. Don't be too worried about that. So I'm at four for now. Uh, and then I have California three. Listen, didn't have the greatest week at 153 points. Didn't need to. Didn't need to. Was playing, uh, Pennsylvania kind of poverty team right now. Very poverty Um, team. They Very. go. They go to two and one. Running back looks like it's not as big of a concern as it used to be. I thought about putting them even higher. Why? Even though they did only put up 153 points, I'll tell you why. They had two guys on their bench: Robert Woods, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Both 12. go for 13.3 points. points. That's insane. Nobody else in the league has guys like that. 13 points on their bench that they didn't even use. At any time, California can go for 150, 160 points with their eyes closed. No other team has that consistency, has that luxury in the entire league. They might not have the potential because the running back position is so void of talent, but the consistency, the week in, week out, they're as good as anybody in the league. Two, Texas. Still have them right below Georgia. Uh, Pretty good week for uh, Texas, 175 points. Once again, the issue for them will be who was their highest scorer on their bench? Five points, A.J. Dillon. That's that's a concern. That is a bit of a concern. They have no depth. It will be volatile. But the guys who are in their starting lineup, especially the quarterback position, are going to give you points no matter what. They are going to give you a ridiculous amount of points no matter what. So, uh, Texas, what? Highest scoring team in this yep. league right now. I have them at two. Uh, Georgia, second highest scoring team in week three. And in the league in general, 179, I had a great week. Uh, Running backs are just going to be absolute dudes. It's as simple as that. In a best ball league, you need depth, especially at running back. And I have it, more so than anybody else in the league. I have so much depth, so many guys that can contribute uh, whenever. Um, I've got an extra tight end, an extra wide receiver, um, Extra running backs, running backs coming out of my years. Aaron Jones and Joe Mixon were on my bench, folks. Yeah. Um, so right now my team's looking really good. We'll see how it goes going forward. But I've got the undefeated teams at one and two. And the rest, 
accordingly. We got a preview next week over of what? Oh, oh, my bad. I was trying to get you not shut your phone off. Week four. Um, four. let's That's see here. Week. We have Georgia against. Oh boy, this could be a bloodbath. Texas? Ohio. Oh no. Um, one sixty six oh, no. projected for me. One forty eight projected for Ohio. Projected. Be. He's projected one sixty six. That is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I love it, baby. Uh, Pennsylvania projected to pick up its first win of the season. I've been projected to win like four different times. <laughs> going up against Alabama or uh, yeah, Alabama. Uh, I'm going up against Ohio. I don't know if I said that. And uh, yeah, I feel projected, I feel uh, actually really good about this week. Um, I one and three. I just it's the two it's the two lowest scoring teams in the league, and it's separated by one point. We should have an absolute barn burner in and the that Texas, Texas California. California. Yeah. Ooh, two versus three right now in my power rankings. Uh, California's supposed to win, but it's supposed to be really close. Point five point differential Ooh, there. He smokes. Ooh. 153.6 to 154.1. Doesn't get much closer than that. Yep. Last matchup, another good one. Louisiana and Florida. 4v5. 153 for Louisiana, 150 for uh, Florida. So that should be a good one. Um, it'll be interesting. But um, I think we got three really good matchups and then kind of a stinker with you. Uh, we got six and eight. So. We'll see how it's it goes. Not, it's not a good matchup. Hey, I know that. Two two really good matchups. I was going to say your matchup's probably yeah. not great either. Um, okay, so wanted to talk about something real quick. Um, what I've noticed, and really what we've noticed, is that uh, you know there's been a lot of injuries to skill position players so far in, in the first three weeks. We only have eight guys on the bench. We have ten guys playing. Thought process is add two more roster spots. You know, in the in the next couple of weeks, you know, before as the buys start to come, because once they do come, teams are going to literally have no positions filled because of injuries, because of the buys. Um, add two spots, make it FAA bid. I, I don't haven't set my mind on uh, uh, the value of of money, how much money we're going to have. Um, but basically, you're going to be able to pick up two guys from, you know, it's same parameters as the draft, but you're going to be able to pick up two guys. You're going to be able to bid on them. So if you feel like there's a, a guy or if there's a lock, you can bet, bet $1 on him, give yourself, give yourself some extra money to go after a guy who might be contested. But I'm thinking about waiting a little bit um, to do that maybe week six, week seven, about halfway into the season. You can really start to get a feel of who would be a beneficial pickup instead of making it reactionary after week three. Um, so that's just kind of the thought process so far. But if we were to do that, or when we do this again next year, we got to talk about expanding the roster a little bit, mm. um, a little bit more than 18, which means a little, you know, it's going to be a longer draft process and you're going to have to do a little bit more research. But, you know, come like I had four, like I did this myself because I got two guys suspended. But when, it, when the buys come and if I still have guys out, I'm literally going to be throwing out like people who are not going to get any points. So it's your life raft a little bit. You need this. This isn't just my life raft. This is other teams' life rafts too. Like for for, I think for you, you're okay right now. You haven't really been hit by the injury bug too bad. Mike was hit by the injury bug uh, the first couple weeks. You know, not having George Kittle really killed him yeah, that at hurt. that tight end spot. Um, California, not so much. Uh, I think Texas has been okay so far, but like Alabama has been even. They already had so little depth, and they've been hit by it too. And so I feel like just an extra extra two spots, but you know, for next year, maybe bump it up to like twenty two yeah. players. Uh, 
it's a work in progress, as as it always is. This is the guinea pig season. It's the first time we're doing this, so there's going to be some issues, trials, and tribulations, um, but we're working through it. So, good. Yep. Thank you guys so much for watching. Hope you enjoyed. Catch you on the flip. See ya.